0: Welcome to Connect with Christina, episode six. I have another amazing guest, my personal friend, ex professional basketball player, Jordan Noblet. Hey! I said it right. <laughs> you
1: said it right. We were practicing. Yeah, you said yeah. it spot on. Yeah. 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 Good job.
0: So, since uh, I know you, I love you, you're a dear friend, we go way back. For sure. But um, go ahead and tell our awesome viewers who you are.
1: Um, my name is Jordan Oblet. Uh Like Christina, my dear friend said, <laughs> I'm an ex-professional basketball player. Homie. Um, homie. Uh, <laughs> do uh, a lot of work with Athletes with Anxiety. Actually have a, a side business called Athletes with Anxiety. And... Mm-hmm all-around good vibes just want everyone to be happy and succeed in life
0: that is that is true uh other than dj Heard, um you are also the person that reminds me about good vibes yeah yeah
1: it's a must
0: so and despite your cheerful you know personality we actually are here to dive into you know some major hard conversation yeah so i hope you guys are ready for that for sure so um, you've been very open, obviously, yeah. about uh, mental health, Great. anxiety, and depression. And I think that, you know, especially after COVID, yeah. when more people felt isolated,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's just prevalent. It's everywhere. Yeah.
1: Absolutely everywhere.
0: So, and then I, you know, whoever is listening to this, uh, that will be listening to this, either knows someone who has depression or they have it and they're hiding it. Yeah. You know, there's you know, a I, lot of that.
1: I, I think everybody knows people that do have it, but they might not know they have it. Correct. If that makes sense, yeah. you know. And
0: then some people don't know they have it. Totally. You know, and some people know they have it and they feel like they have to hide it. Yes. You know.
1: Because obviously so. the stigma. Um, and peop- I mean, we're in an in era with social media. So many people are scared of what other people think. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, people don't like being vulnerable.
0: Right. You know, I. it's funny you just said that, w- afraid of what other people think. I think we all, we all want to think that we're not afraid of what other people think. And we strive not to care. Right. But I think because we're humans, it's like almost natural or you're framed. Yes. And so I, you know, praise and respect people that don't care. Um, and I'll start with my example. Even just like a couple weeks ago or last, yeah, last Sunday, I went to a church. And I, you know, um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to go to church, right. especially after my mom had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, I've been open about that. Yeah. I haven't really grieved her. I have a really bad coping mechanism. But um, I wanted to go to church. Right. And before this last time, I really couldn't go like i would i would walk through the door and just rush out or i would walk through the door and like cry in the bathroom and then these you know strangers will come and pray with me um this last time they taught us about um not worrying about what people think when you're praising so like your hands up or just getting into it yes and i have to admit that's me because i like i'll hide in the back
1: in church that's me too yeah when i go honestly
0: So that whole don't worry about what other people think we can try to say, uh, we don't I mean to a certain degree, some of us when we you know level up in, in life we, right we we do try to to coach ourselves on not caring, but I think you'd be lying if
1: Well, and I think part of you has to care what other people think with certain things. Well, because like, you're
0: being respectful yeah, and you, all that. you don't
1: want people to think, oh, this person's an asshole right you know yeah. um. You want to be known as like a person of your word, a dependable person, at least I do. Um, but I think you should be able to be vulnerable with yourself and things you deal with and not worry what people think. Right. And that's where people tend to hide.
0: Yeah. Well, for the first time, I was like, what's happening to me? Because I it was almost like the message was directly to me, yeah. you know, because, again, I would hide in the back. But inside I'm praising, and inside mm-hmm. I'm grateful, but, like, I don't know, I'd be embarrassed. But now I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> well, and
1: it's, that's kind of, speaking of anxiety, it's kind of an anxious trait. Because through school, you know, obviously being very popular, whether it be high school, college, because I was an athlete, I was always sitting in the back. I would know the answers to questions teachers would have. Mm-hmm. I would not raise my hand out of embarrassment or fear of being wrong and then people laughing at me. Like, I was that person.
0: Well, I definitely want to dive into that, but I, I think I owe a shout-out to um, Generation Church. Yes. Mike, too, from Snap Booth. Thank you for encouraging me to show up. You know, Mike.
1: Yes, and I want to so. go to church with you sometime.
0: Yeah. And then I also want to try Impact, um, because my good friends also go there. Right. But, like, this, the last time I went, which I really need to, to start going, my grandma and my mom would be like, it's only an hour. Like, right? you need, if you're going to make time for other things, you need to make time Because when we were
1: younger, we look at, especially Sundays, Yeah, I got to go to church. Right. And, and yeah. really, when you think about it, it is only an hour. Right. What is that in the yeah. grand scheme of things?
0: Well, and, and then again, it's like, you know, uh, again, it kind of goes into this whole worrying about what people think. Even the other episode I just shot, it's like, you know, people are like, no, not to be too religious. You know, because it's a society that we live in. but. Yeah. At this point in my life, I have been able to um, have the opportunity to meet a lot of good people Mm -hmm. that are very religious. And that uh, some that are not at all right, and it comes down to like their character, what they say, what they do when no one's looking. Totally, you know. So I've learned to be okay with being religious and being okay with with people who aren't, because it's you know I have to respect that. You know, it,
1: whatever makes them a better person, right? I don't, I don't care if you're Muslim, Buddhist, that Christian, is such Catholic, a way a good way to atheist, put it, atheist. Whatever makes you a better person, I'm all for it.
0: Right? Yeah, I think that's huge. I want to dive into like what I mean. What is in your, I guess, best way to explain, what, in your best way to, to kind of go over what mental health is? Like, what is mental health issues? What is anxiety, depression? What is that? So,
1: so to me, um, A, I'm just going to dive into my own life. Mine comes a lot from my childhood. Um, not Without getting, like, too deep into it, because that's a whole hours-long thing.
0: He'll be back.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I had, a, I had a mom that, had a brain tumor when I was in kindergarten. And, um, when we came back from her surgery, her fiance left us a note saying, I can't deal with this. So we were homeless. Um, we, she also had to move us to Seattle for six months cause she had a cocaine addiction. And, um, that was rough. I saw her get physically abused. I had a stepbrother when she got remarried that used to chase me around with a knife while he was on acid Cause he thought it was a dragon and he'd stab the doors and I'd have to hop out the window and run to my neighbor's house. But I was an only child. How old
0: were you during that? This is
1: like third, fourth grade. Okay. Um, But I'm an only child biologically to my father and my mother. My dad moved to Vegas when I was in third grade. So I didn't get to see him as much. It was just me and my mom. Um, I was scared to say anything to anybody. It's kind of like scared what people think. I don't want to get people in trouble. So I internalized it all. And I developed these nervous habits that I didn't know was anxiety. And then when I was 14, we were at dinner, and I got this wave, this rush. I'm like, hey, I got to go to my room. I crawled into bed and just started crying. I, didn't, I was freaking out. And at the time, the stepdad that I had, he, uh, he's like, I think you're having a panic attack. And that was the first one I ever had. And from then on, I had to deal with it, but I was scared to tell people. People would say, you know, what are you, weird? That's what I'm thinking. Right. What's wrong with you? Are you mental? Right. (laughs) Um, And I I dealt with it in college when we'd fly around the country to play other teams. I got teammates watching movies on laptops. I'm holding a pen or gripping my hands like, man, I just want to get there. Right. Freaking out constantly. My coaches didn't know. Teammates didn't know. Really, the only people who knew were my parents and my, uh, my best friend. Shout out, Eric Bowie. Um, Hi, Eric. <laughs> but those are the only people that knew because I was scared what people thought. And it took until uh, a couple of years ago, I had, a, I had a nervous breakdown at 33, 34 years old. And at that point, I'm like, I need help. My dad came out here. He stayed with me and he, we went to a psychiatrist. I found a therapist and it's like, you know what? I just need to come out with all this because right. I've been holding this in for so long. And my dad didn't even know how serious it was. It was with him, it was, well, just stop worrying. You're right. okay. Yeah. When he saw me, he's like, this is real. Right. I get it now. And he sat in the appointments. So then I said, well, if I'm going through this, how many other people are going through this that I don't know? Right. Might even be friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And so I just decided to start coming out there with it. And it was like such a relief. And now I just love helping people, I still deal with it. Right. But yeah, it's a day at a time.
0: And I think too, like even on the, sometimes, you know, I'll wake up with so much energy and I'll just, uh, and there's a routine when I wake up and we'll get into that another time because it's a whole routine. But when I start playing with my phone Mm -hmm. and I'm like just expressing certain thoughts and feelings that like I do, you'll be surprised at how many messages I get of, hey, I needed that. Yeah. Hey, you got me through today, you know? Yep. Yep. I mean, to the point where I told you, they're like sending me, "Hey, can you post about this? Hey, can you talk about this?" Yes, you know, and it's like, and who am I? Like, okay, I mean, I feel honored that you know people I don't know about are like asking, and it's like that even that little gesture. It's like to know that you uplifted someone by a message.
1: Well, because people will look at you from the outside and be like, "Here's this beautiful, successful woman. Her life is (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) She's good." You know, um, I remember posting about when Lamar Odom had that drug overdose in Nevada and all those strokes and stuff. I remember seeing people bash on him on social media and I wrote this long paragraph on Facebook about my struggles with depression, anxiety and how it's not funny to make fun of him for his struggles. Mm -hmm. I got so many DMs and one was from this girl I went to college with. She said, I would have never guessed you dealt with this. On the basketball court, you were this confident person. You were always at parties. Everyone loved you. I would have never known. And she said, I deal with this. Wow. And thank you for putting that out there because I've never told anybody. Mm -hmm. And once you start seeing that, you're like, man, you can really impact some people. And- we're all imperfect. We're all imperfectly perfect. Right. You know, or right. perfectly imperfect.
0: <laughs> right to both. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, you mentioned social media. I mean, you think about how we're people that deal with this. It's already hard. And then you add all the social media Oof. stuff. And then now you have people comparing themselves to strangers.
1: Yes. You know? And that's a beast because right. those strangers. Are only showing you what they want to show you, right? You know? And I
0: think that's all of us. And it's really, honestly, I mean, you shouldn't put your dirty laundry out there. Yeah. I do, you know, I do respect people that share stories to encourage other people, but you know, your your the other stuff is for your dirty laundry. Keep that in there, right? <laughs>
1: well, and you know how I I personally look at it is take we'll take Instagram for example. It's a photo album at the end of the day, right? Now, we all come from the generation, you and I, where we had physical photo albums we grew up with.
0: Right. I still have that. (laughs) Right.
1: When you're opening those up, because I still have them. Right. How many of those pictures are of shitty times that you had? Really none. (laughs) It's all like good memories. That is
0: such a good point. And that's That's the same thing that people do
1: with Instagram. But now people take it as, oh, this person's life is perfect. Instead of this is just a perfect moment.
0: Well, and some people do do frame that as yes. just, uh, and, and that's the thing I, I tell a lot of people too. It's just like, you know, just don't get caught up because nowadays they're, you know, they'll rent out a toilet seat <laughs> and put their face on it and make yeah, it. Cause everyone's trying to monetize off it now. Like flying to Bur- the Bermuda, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's really important to be aware that that's really not real. Right. And like, Uh, You know, when you to to call to be cognizant of what's real and what's not. Yeah. And that pressure of like constantly looking at yourself like, you know, well, am I enough? Like you shouldn't do that.
1: No, that's where you get in trouble. And I mean, I've even been guilty of it. I see friends my age, you know, buying their second home. It's like I'm living in an apartment. Right. What am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Like it's I think it's human nature to get sure but you have to learn to check yourself right and be like wait a minute no right
0: well and then you know i just i think too again there is so much pressure though because you know people are posting i mean i was at capitol grill Mm -hmm. last uh, i think it was yesterday at lunch and the my favorite waiter there rocco he said this is kind of sad but he said that Things are happening where, you know, people will go in the restaurant, order like a lobster soup, their famous lobster bisque, share it with four people. But the thing that he said is they take out the lobster Mm -hmm. and then put it on the plate and then Zoom. Oh, my God. And make it look like they're having lobster at Capitol Grill. You know, so it's like that's just a little.
1: And and, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but like in I think it's Russia, Germany. And then there's even parts, of course, in Los Angeles where they have these private jets on the tarmac and you can rent out time to take pictures in the jet and then just leave. No way. Yes. And people are paying like thousands of dollars to take these little photo shoots in these private jets to look like they're doing. (laughs) I mean, that's just too far.
0: Right, right, yeah, and I think, so it's good that we're talking about that too, just because I think people forget that, you know, people forget, and like for, I mean, I don't know, some people that are like, oh, I'm not on social media, and I'm like, you know, that's peaceful, Mm -hmm. so, and we're pretty, you know, active in social media, but not that we're perfect at it, but I think we have a pretty good sense of the balance.
1: Yeah, because we're, we're there kind of with a purpose, we're not, aimlessly wandering through right. social media. It's like we want to help people right. interact with friends and be realistic.
0: Right. And that is true because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you're one of those people. You see something, you go out your you just screenshot it. Yeah. You know, even if you're not tagged and then you share it. And then, so that's like a good, you know. For sure. It just keeps coming back, too. Exactly. So, but I mean, going back to just mental health in mm-hmm. general, I mean, when people i guess come to terms with that which i think is the biggest step right what do you suggest that what what the second step needs to be
1: well i mean the second step is i i firmly believe you cannot get through it alone you have to find a support system not everybody has tons of family or a group of friends we all know people that are alone but find a therapist find somebody to talk to you have to get it out because if you just hold on to this, it's going to eat you up from the inside out. So you have to find somebody to talk to. Medication, you can go that route if you want. I, I fought it for a long time. I take it now. But uh, I was actually influenced by the basketball player Kevin Love because mm-hmm. he said, I, you know, I didn't want to take medication. I finally took it. It saved my life. Right. I feel the same way. But seek help in any way you can. And for people that have access to my instagram i'll help a stranger i've helped many strangers just ha- talk to them but you have to come out and get help right some way
0: um there's a therapist i came across on instagram it's uh it's such a good name it's the anxious therapist that's perfect her name, name is cat and i've been trying you know i've been following her and trying to share her message to people right you know if anyone wants to look her up um you know, very good person that's super passionate about, like, helping people. Yep. So, I the embarrassment part of saying you have mental health, I want you to kind of remind people not to be embarrassed well, about and, it.
1: And it is nothing to be embarrassed about. We all go through shit. It's really no different than, you know, if I break my foot, tear my ACL. It's an injury. It needs to help be healed. Now, you're not going to tear your ACL and be like, I'm going to hide this. I'm going to limp around. I'm not going to go see a doctor. You're immediately going to say, somebody take me to the doctor because there's something wrong. Right. It's really no different. Yeah. It's just people can't physically see it because it's in your brain. Right. And so I feel like that's the biggest obstacle for people to overcome is just being able to say, I need to go get help. I need help. Yes. Yeah, I need help. And it's funny because when once you do it, you realize... People really don't care. It's more in your own mind. Right. And you think people care. Most people want to help you. Yes. And I often tell people all the time, when you walk in a grocery store and then we leave, if I was to say, what was the person in the bread aisle wearing? You'd be like, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to (laughs) him." It's the same thing.
0: I mean, if she was wearing like a last season. I'm kidding. Yeah, we assless kidding. chaps. Okay. We're going <laughs> to
1: probably notice her, but in general, you're not paying attention to other people like that. Mm-hmm. But we all think they are.
0: Yeah. I think, too, that's that whole where you do, we often say it, you know, and, and, uh, I know people like yourself. You really do live by this: is to try to be kind to yeah. people, even you know, even strangers, because you really, truly don't know what they're going through. For sure. Like at all. I mean, think think about with you educating me too on a lot of this stuff. Is you really think about how many people can can barely come out of bed?
1: I and, have those days. You know. I had some this week. Right. Like uh, I called my friend Justin. We know Justin <laughs> clearly, but uh, I ha- went through an anxiety episode right. like the last four days, even some this morning. But you also have to realize it will pass, right? Um, one of my therapists told me one time, "Our um, um, uh, anxiety is like water; it flows, so it'll come, it'll go, flow in, flow out." But you have to realize that you're not you're not going crazy. You're not going to die. It's actually trying to help you believe it or not right that's a whole different i mean
0: even just those words alone like i know this episode is gonna help a lot of people yeah and i know like you said a lot of people that even people we know could be dealing with this
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i just want them to know like one they're not alone yep and that you do get better
1: you totally. know
0: and plus anxiety or not depression or not, we all have bad days
1: everybody has bad days yeah
0: you just can't unpack there and live there forever right
1: and don't find unhealthy coping mechanisms like drinking to to deal with it it's just going to get worse right when i went through my nervous breakdown i actually went a year and a half without having a drink because i knew if i got caught up in that or that made me feel comfortable that was going to take me down a path that i don't want to go down right Know, and, and like i had an uncle but of I, alcoholism. i'm
0: proud of you for recognizing yes that, you have you to. Know?
1: and that's that's another important thing is you've got to try and become really self-aware you have to know your triggers it's okay to say no to people mm-hmm. a lot of people stretch themselves thin right. because they're scared to tell people no and then they become stress cases over right. it protect your energy
0: right that is so true i mean and and those bad days i feel make you appreciate the good ones
1: how would we know what a good day is without a bad day
0: right and then and then the other day we were talking about it like you know like you said we all go through stuff Mm -hmm. and i think those moments um you know remind us how human we are yes and my dear friend stacy um, was one of the ones I was talking to about this just recently reminded me of that, that right. it does. You're human, we're human. Yeah. And we, we go through stuff. And I think what, what's important, though, is, like you said, to know you're not alone, to get help, Yep. to not be afraid to get help. And I think for us as a community, just remember to be kind.
1: That's the thing. Be kind to everybody. Like, spread love. There's so much hate out there in today's world that... Just be kind to people. That's
0: Yeah, it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you a thing. Yeah.
1: And so I often say we're supposed to be kind to people because I don't care who you are. You could have been a a criminal. You could be the nicest person in the world. We've all done stuff for somebody else, and you get an internal high off it when you see how you impact them. To me, that's proof that we're here on earth to serve one another. Right. You can't replicate that high.
0: That is true. Money. Can't buy that. No. So. And how
1: many people? We all know people with a ton of money that are fucking miserable.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. You talked about. You wrote a big thing on like. Where did you put it? Like. Oh, uh, Facebook. Facebook about yeah. what was it again?
1: So it was after the Lamar Odom. Oh. Drug okay. overdose and stuff. Yeah. I was. I just came out with mine. Like, look, this is what I deal with. And I, I remember I was I was pretty pissed about it with people. And I think I put in there something like, if you're making fun of him, you're making fun of me. Right. So are you going to say so something?
0: So I'm bringing that up because I have a confession. Yeah. So So uh, I don't use Twitter. Right. Everyone does. But I can't handle any more social media because I have Facebook and I have Instagram. I can't add. It's a lot. I can't. But do you remember Amanda Bynes? Yeah. And then obviously with Miley Cyrus. Yes. Like. So those are my only, the only two times I used Twitter was because I had to go on there and defend them. And my, you know, it's kind of funny to think about like my, even Leilani, my oldest daughter is like, mom, you got on Twitter for that? I'm like, yes. And she, after (laughs) I explained it to her, she understood, but it was just because all I saw was like people ganging up on these people and framing them like they're the worst, you know, humans. And I'm like. Guys. And they
1: already have a lot to deal with. Right. And know. so
0: I know I'm afraid to look for what I wrote, but it was me like just backing them up. Yes, you know?
1: exactly. So. Protect people.
0: Yeah, because I don't know. I, I feel like if the sh- you know, if it was flipped, I would want someone to totally. to rise up and help.
1: Yeah. You know, and and I, out. the, my outlook is if everybody is kind to everybody and I want everyone to succeed. If everyone's doing good in life, they're willing to help others. You know, you create a, a domino effect. I've said, how cool would it be if something this small, if one day in the United States, everybody opened the door for the person behind them, just one day. Right. That transfer of good energy would pass along.
0: It's so true. Yeah. I I still, um, I've not stopped doing this thing where every once in a while I'll pay for somebody in the back yes you know like at a drive pay it p- forward thing yeah and i still do it today my kids know that you yeah, know i'm um, before i would post some of it because i wanted people to do it too but mm-hmm. i got so used to doing it, i don't need to share it anymore it's just a habit now right you know and sometimes it'll be a family and i'm like oh here goes 60 bucks, or sometimes a dollar right you know but that like it just like you just feel so good
1: yeah because I, um i remember a couple of years ago obviously i'm a sneakerhead. um Oh no! Right. Really? <laughs> right. So so I had some shoes that I just didn't wear anymore. So it's, um, rather than donate them to Goodwill or anything, I actually rode around when I was doing work, and I was just kind of looking for people that were in need. I found this guy in the street. I, I pulled over. I yelled at him, "Hey, what size shoe you wear?" He said a twelve. I said, "Come here," and I just gave him basically a free pair of shoes. I'm right. Like, rock, oh, rock I love these.
0: that. That's I but love the, that but story. But you know,
1: the other thing is, don't don't film when you do that stuff because right. that makes people feel like shit.
0: Well, yes, um, but my, um, and I agree, because I had posted something about that. Like, it's, but then my other friend, Justin Garian, Mm -hmm. he did say, I mean, there's, like, good and bad to everything. Correct. Because he did say, he's like, you know what? Um, Because I posted something about that, because I think it was about the homeless, and I was like, you know, you could say, like, you help, but you don't need to include their faces and all that stuff. Yeah, if you're going to
1: film it, just cut off the face You know, You
0: know? But anyway, but... To the core of that, Justin Garian said, you know, Laguna, people take selfies all day. So it's nice when I see posts about helping other people. Totally. So I get that. But mm-hmm. then you have to know how to do it. And yeah. not when you're not exposing these people. It's a like, fine line. And I think, like, people are not dumb. They can see when you're being genuine and you're just like, look at me. I helped someone. Look at me. Look at me. Facts. Versus you doing something. And it just, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, just be genuine.
0: And then, like, that when someone sees it, then they're like, what can I do today? Right. You know, what random act of kindness can I do today? Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Even, like, with homeless people. Mm-hmm. Um, who was I talking to about this? I said that maybe one of the times when we do community service is instead of maybe cleaning trash around, um, we could actually hold a sign for them. Oh, yeah. Next door, like sitting next to them. You Definitely. know. Because obviously some people are like, don't give them anything. They're going to get drugs, this and that.
1: See, I look at it like this. If I'm giving something to a homeless person out of the generosity of my heart, it's not up to me what they do with the money. That's how If they I feel go buy too. drugs and alcohol, hey, that's on them. My heart was in the right place. I can't control that. Right. And that's just how it looks. Yeah. at Yeah.
0: And I mean I have learned to do other things like buy them food. Yes. Or like get them water. And um and trust me, I had one where he like chucked it back at me. <laughs> I was like, okay, sorry, you know. So, but I think like that if the intention is pure, yeah, you know, that's all matters. And then to go back into our topic too, like with mental health mm-hmm. and stuff, and these pants, I keep playing with it. You can't edit that out. It's fine. I talk with my hands. Now I'm playing with my pants. Um, is that everyone goes to it? I don't care yes. if you're a lawyer, a doctor, an athlete, yep. a mom, you know, a homeless person. I'll tell you, I had a
1: teammate of mine. It uh, Cal state Northridge that called me about four weeks ago. We lived together. I always thought he's a California kid. I thought he was the coolest thing. You know, he calls me and starts asking, Hey, like when you have anxiety, do you deal with this? Do you deal with this? And he's like, I think I have anxiety. We've known each other for 15 years. I had no idea. And he's just coming out with it. like, everybody goes through right and it may not be the same but everyone goes through it to a degree
0: right i actually you know you know i'm in personal injury space i have you know i help people with car accidents i had recently really got an opportunity to speak to um, a chiropractic office out in santan right it's ironwood chiropractic
1: I know. I, yeah, I hear them.
0: Yeah. Um, Dr. Butler and Janie, they have a unique story and I, I can't wait to have them here. But it's crazy because in just a little bit of time I spent with them, they mm. opened up my mind to how much your state of mind, your mental health, your emotion, your anxiety plays into a part of you like healing. And, yeah. and there was something that stuck with me with them which was that they teach their, I guess, their patients to be able to sustain a certain uh, lifestyle, emotional state, mental state post-accident, so that, you know, it doesn't just end there. Right. And that the, my favorite part was that they said, they teach these people like, hey, you were in a car accident, you know? Yeah, it's crappy, but maybe, you, you know, this is a starting point for you yep. to... To recognize uh, certain aspects of how uh, precious life is, totally, and to use it as a tool to be a better Mm -hmm. person—not just you know, okay, yeah, chiropractic care—they're going to make you physically better, but they um, they institute other things like breathing, meditation. So important. Um, he did this thing on me where it was like a bowl. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain to you. Oh, my gosh. Oh,
1: Soundwave. I did that when yeah. I was living in L.A. I uh-huh. went to a house and did a whole Soundwave thing. It was amazing.
0: Well, I mean, they, they just blew me away of how sincere they were and, like, how unafraid they were to talk about this other element. Like, it's so their their engagement with their patients are so much deeper yeah. than, oh, you were in a car accident. I'm going to fix you they up. They care for them. Right. And... And that, well, actually, when I met him, he blew me away, too, because he was like, you have pain on your left side. That's your feminine side. You carry your weight of, like, my mom. Mm-hmm. And so he, first, he had me, like, lay down. I thought it was going to, like, adjust me. Right. And then he just did the sound wave. And I was holding my tears back because yeah. it was, like, powerful. A, it was an experience for me. And just, um it's incredible when people put themselves out there and say, this isn't just a chiropractic place. Exactly. You know, we're here to heal you mentally, emotionally, in, ev- in every way. And like, so th- I saw like people are coming there way after their accident to maintain this. Yeah. And it's almost like this whole journey of I want to be a better person. Exactly. And they're there to help.
1: Exactly. So. Because I'll, I'll look at it. I'll even tell myself, you know, maybe God gave this to me is a privilege because he knows I can handle they it. Met, they said and that. And I can help others with it. Right. And my, shout out to Bowie again, but he t- he tells me all the time, he's like, God gives his hardest battles to his strongest angels. Right. So if you can try and wrap your head around like, maybe this is a privilege because God thinks that highly. That's what
0: Dr. Me. Butler and Jenny said, that yeah. this is, I know it's hard, but this could be a blessing, Yeah, you know.
1: A lot of other people can't handle right. it.
0: So I know we have to go, but... Um, And I said that, what, five times? So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. Um, We do have some presents from our sponsor. Again, Glam Squad. Superstition Glam Squad. Thank you. You get to take home, like... Well, I'm going to keep the middle one for Vanessa Ramirez when she's back on the show. But I don't think you want the girly stuff. You'll no. get to keep the boys stuff.
1: Hey, um, Clamp Squad.
0: <laughs> Amy, you're amazing. And Jordan, continue to inspire other people. Thank you for being our Connect with Christina, a.k.a.
1: Club cut. <laughs> oh